We've a lot of gardening questions, so we'll get straight into them because quite a few have come in over the course of the morning, Peter. And the first one, I hope you've done your homework on this because we sent you two pictures uh, from a listener. And this is uh, the listener who sent in pictures of, first of all, they have sprayed their apple trees with copper sulphate, but the leaves have turned yellow and black. They want to know if this is okay or have they damaged them and could they spray them with something else? No need to spray them with something else because the second part of that question they they say that they are the second part of that they they explain that they're quite high and open to the wind and I think what's happened to the the photograph I saw is the is the very new tips the growing tips of the apple where those tender shoots they it does look like wind burn so i I wouldn't worry too much because there's not a whole pile you can do about it um pay attention I, I'm not sure how established those apple trees are whether they're relatively new or not, but I would pay attention to dare I say it on a day like today, but watering them. Uh, obviously, nature is taking care of it at the moment, but it does look to me a bit like windburn. So I wouldn't be in any rush to, to spray them with anything. No, just, just let nature take its course. And then the second part of the question, they sent you a picture as well on this and they're looking for recommendation. And this is to do with... Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. What can they set next to a conifer which has got burnt from the wind on one side? You mentioned that the wind there and the reason this is happening is because they're south-facing. They're also near the sea, but they're quite high up. I'm I'm a bit I'm a bit um, on two fences on this one. They they are as as they say they're near the sea and they're very exposed to the wind. But that's an established conifer and an established hedge. So if the wind was causing a problem and would have been causing a problem since the very day, first day that it was planted and not just suddenly now. So that actually looks to be unless they cut the conifer back quite hard, perhaps they did, in which case, yes, it, it would it's wind damage. But it's more likely to be some kind of fungal infection by the look of it, as I say, because it's an established hedge, it's unlikely that the wind would cause trouble all of a sudden. So uh, I would perhaps look at planting something in front of it that would be very wind resistant, like maybe an O'Leary bush or, or another one. It's a mouthful of name, but it's fabulous for wind. And it's Eliagnus. Eliagnus is a lovely one. It would cover what the, the, the damage behind uh, and, and that should tolerate any amount of wind. OK, hopefully that helps you there to that person on WhatsApp. Uh, Peter, John is in Mallow and he is a north facing wall. He wants to know, can he grow sweet pea flowers against this or will they need more sunlight? They'll, they'll need more sunlight. I'd love to say yes, but no, unfortunately, they need a lot of sunlight. You could you could try it. I mean, some north-facing walls, if they're open to the east and west, they might get enough sunlight. But if, if it's a shaded north-facing wall that isn't getting much sunlight, no, they won't do well, unfortunately. OK, and somebody on text is asking, can they still set strawberries indoors? No, absolutely. I mean, you can set strawberry plants whenever you want, really, because they're grown in pots. Uh, and if you're growing them indoors, I mean, absolutely. You'll just have an earlier crop. Absolutely, yeah. And Trish is in Drumaha. Now, Trish grew pumpkins last year. The pumpkins she grew, they were inside her tunnel, uh, but they took up a lot of space. She wants to know, can she grow them outside this year or do they need to be grown inside? No, they can, of course, be grown outside. Again, similar to the strawberries. If, if you grow them indoors, you'll have that much of an earlier crop. 
<coughs> and perhaps even a healthier crop. But yeah, they do, <coughs> excuse me, they do take up an awful lot of space. So yeah, I, I would grow them outside, definitely. And mentioning tunnels there, John Joe is in Boherbui. He wants to know, Peter, how would you go about cleaning the plastic inside the tunnel? Uh, what kind of detergent is safe to use and how can he stop the birds from making holes in the roof of his tunnel, which is becoming a, a nuisance for him, I'd imagine? Stopping the birds is a harder problem. I'm not I'm not sure I have a magic wand on that one, I'm afraid. Could maybe try putting something on the plastic, you know, like the, the, the flutters in the wind, like to scare them off. Um, but I have no magic wand on that one. But there are there are several uh, environmentally sound cleaning products out there. I know Nature Safe is a brand name that does one for cleaning glass houses and polytunnels. So keep an eye out for that and that'll be a good one to use. Okay, and uh, just on the cleaning, then I have another actually question about that as well. If you use the wrong detergent to clean the inside of the plastic tunnel, could that do harm to the to what's growing inside? I presume it can. Then that's from Margaret on, on a similar question. Well, it can, yeah. Particularly if you're, if you're using some kind of bleach or anything, yeah. if it drips onto to what you're growing or, or even onto the soil, it can damage it. Yeah. So I mean, a lot of these detergents, as we know, contain quite harmful products. So you would want to look for a, for um, uh, an environmentally sound one or an organic one, if possible. Okay. Somebody on text asking: Is this the correct time, Peter, to cut red robin? bit late really we're into April now apart from anything under the Wildlife Act we're not allowed to cut, cut them back now particularly if it's a hedge because of nesting season and a mature red robin could well have birds nesting in it so I would be very very careful um, your next window of opportunity really is is kind of mid-September coming into the winter I don't even want to talk about the winter now because we haven't had the summer yet but uh, coming into the winter kind of end of September is your time to do it or failing that uh, at the, the, the other end of the winter which is kind of January, February Okay, Mary is in Glantan. Now, she replanted her rhubarb plants last autumn as well because they weren't producing any fruit for her at the time. Now, they're growing at the moment and they're growing well, but she said, can she pick the fruit this year or should she let it alone and let this rhubarb plant establish itself better? With rhubarb, if it's establishing, you'll get plenty of people who disagree with me on this now. But with rhubarb, I think they're tough as old boots, and they once they're in a ha- once they're happy in their position, they'll establish away. So I would certainly feel free to harvest it uh, now. Yeah, absolutely. There are people who will say don't, but but um, but it's it's a matter of opinion. But I would have no problem harvesting it now. Yes, if it's giving a good crop. Yeah. Okay. Best of luck with that, Mary. And uh, Don is in Mayfield. He wants to know what can Peter suggest for his lawn. The middle of his lawn, the grass seemingly looks burnt the whole time he doesn't know why this is uh, any suggestion on what he can do to improve the middle and the centre of the lawn that looks burnt it's like the grass I, is dead that, 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 that's a difficult one to answer now on on radio without seeing it JP mm. you really need to see a picture but maybe send us in a picture and we'll have a look at it or there are of course plenty of lawn experts like the lawn doctor out there who, who might call out and have a look at it um, but yeah I, I wouldn't hazard a guess without seeing it to be honest with you OK if you can WhatsApp that into us Dan and we'll see or Don even and we'll see if we can uh, pass it on to Peter and he'll have a proper look for you Mel is in Mallow uh, Mel wants to know can he grow figs outside in Ireland and what type should he get is that as possible? You can grow figs very successfully outside in Ireland. Uh, a good warm south-facing or west-facing wall, plant them near that, so it taps the heat during the day. Uh, there's one called brown turkey, which is a very successful one to grow. Uh, and there is nothing like the taste of fresh figs. They're really one of the nicest fruits to take off the tree. Just be careful with fresh figs uh, later in the summer, kind of as the summer's turning to autumn, 
do be careful when you're when you're when you're putting your hand on one because there could well be a wasps around them. So just be careful yeah. of that. But apart from that, look for ficus, brown turkey, and it will grow very very successfully. Yeah. Okay, Dennis and Rothmore, he planted some dahlias last year, but the leaves were all eaten despite spraying them. What would Peter suggest to protect them if he planted some more this year from Dan and Rothmore? There's plenty of things you could use, like barrier products, to prevent slugs and snails getting at them. So you, you can use like a sheep's wool pellet to go around the dahlia plants, which, which just creates a surface that the slugs and snails can't get over, John Paul, so it doesn't mm. kill them. And in the garden, I'm always talking about the importance of the natural balance. And what that means is if we can maintain a healthy variety of species in the garden, that should prevent the unnatural buildup of any one. So what I mean by that is the the, the natural predators for slugs and snails are, are hedgehogs and the larger birds like thrushes and things like that. So we don't want to kill them because that will end up killing the hedgehogs and the birds as well. So if we can protect our plants by using a barrier product, you're leaving a healthy supply of food for your hedgehogs and your, your birds, uh, but at the same time, you're keeping your dahlias safe. There's another very good one, which is based on oyster shells. It's like crushed oyster shells. Again, they just can't get across it. Or even using a slate mulch, if you can get a slate mulch uh, and put that around your dahlias. Again, the slugs and sales find it very difficult to get over it. You can also, of course, use little slug traps, which have, have beer inside them, and the, the, the alcohol in the beer attracts the slugs and snails. Uh, and and they drown in that. So there's plenty of ways you can control it without putting out uh, damaging methaldehyde slug pellets. There are, of course, slug pellets which are safe to use, which contain ferric phosphate or iron phosphate. They're very safe to use uh, because they they don't damage surrounding surrounding wildlife, but they will will kill the slugs and snails. So that's what I do. Okay, best of luck there, Dan, in Rathmore. Helen has been in touch. Now, Helen has noticed kind of a woolly substance on her apple tree and it's becoming worse for her over the last number of years. Is there a spray she can use to get rid of it and what could it be? It's, uh, it's most likely woolly aphid, which is the, the, the larvae of the aphid, which is, it looks like this cotton wool. I, I wouldn't be going out and spraying it because you'll be eating it. You, you know, you'll be eating the apples. So obviously you don't want to spray it with any chemical. Get out, being, being honest with you, if you just go out there with a, with a kind of a good enough brush and brush it off or even hose it off with a powerful hose, that's probably your best course of action, to be honest with you. Okay, Helen, best of luck with that. And uh, yeah, we got through them all, Peter. That's the, the lot for today. You were in photo last week. Just how did that go? Um, Emer has been on. Yeah, she we was were, there. We, she enjoyed it. We, uh, and the connection between animals and plants she found fascinating. Good. We've had a busy week, actually. Mm. We started off with the oh, last Saturday up in Elizabeth Fort, uh, which was very interesting. We're in t- talking about the importance of... of um, of letting nature into our towns and cities instead of keeping it out with concrete and stainless steel because nature plays such an important role, JP, in in everything. And I mean, I mean, particularly apt in Cork and today's weather, things like roof gardens and green walls will, will play a huge, have a huge impact in alleviating flood damage in, in Cork City. Not just, and this isn't me just making things up, this is, you know, proved in, in big cities like Berlin and London, it reduces the, the, the flood damage. Uh, and then on on uh, was it Tuesday I think or Wednesday I can't remember now yeah, we were down yeah. at Fota and we had yeah. a great talk about the connection between the plant species and the animal species in Fota and how it's all connected now I'll be giving more talks and walks in, in, um, 
in photo over the next couple of months. So, so stay tuned to my own social media, the Irish Gardener, and photos social media, obviously, and they, they let you know when we have more talks on that coming up. But it was interesting, uh, and of course, so, just such a fascinating place down there. In yeah, it is. Yeah, it's really a fascinating place. And Emer and her gang enjoyed that anyhow last Wednesday. For the moment, Peter, thank you, and we will chat to you next week. That is Peter Doddall, theirishgardener.com. You'll find him on, or indeed, under the Irish Gardener on Facebook and indeed on Insta. Yeah.